0: So welcome to this short series which is all about autism actually on the Legacy Life podcast and this is part of the Conscious Shift series and I'm so excited to have Claire crossed with me today um, who is an expert in this field and is helping a lot of people. Um, so welcome Claire. Thank you very much, lovely to be here. It's so great to have you, especially as we have been in conversation about doing this for about a year, haven't we?
1: (laughs) I know, I know, today is the day, it's obviously the line for today.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and which is interesting because I am quite spiritual, you know, and it's Friday the 13th tomorrow, which is quite a witchy day, it's a new moon, there's all stuff going on, um. so everything's aligned for us to be here Uh which is lovely (laughs) um yeah I'm so excited to have this conversation because um I suppose from a professional point of view I'm I have more and more parents who have children who are autistic or they think they might be and um yeah and you know I, I i have um within my own family i'm on a, on a journey with things as well and w- with this area as well with you know in different generations in my family and things as well so it's um yeah i think it's a great topic particularly for this conscious shift series because I feel very much like there is a shift happening within our society that has been a long time in coming and is much needed for our awareness to change. And I have noticed my awareness changing Mm -hmm. around what, what is autism, right. And Mm -hmm. um, what that looks like. There's been massive shifts for me over the last year. And I think a lot of people in my, in my sphere I suppose in some ways so it will be exciting to hear more about your journey with this mm-hmm. and in terms of the what is autism I know that you have a fantastic definition which I would love you to share
1: yeah and I think you're, you're absolutely right I think there's been a massive shift and it that's Evolving when it comes to awareness around autism and neurodiversity as a whole. Um, You know, my business is called Waking Up to Autism because I literally felt like I went to bed one night not knowing anybody that was autistic and woke up to my brother and both my children being diagnosed. And it's this kind of like realization of of understanding has suddenly shifted and, and we're getting as a society much more aware. And like when I'm supporting any parents or when I'm talking about my own journey, the most important element of it is that foundational knowledge about what is autism. Mm -hmm. There is so much misconception and that's where so many people get tripped up because they're trying to compare what autism is in reality to what their belief is. Yes. Often come from a place that is not correct. So media images like the Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, you know, always brings to mind that people hear the word autism and that's the image that comes, you know, in front of them. And then what they're then seeing in real life doesn't match up and it all gets very confusing.
0: Yeah. I so mean, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning, actually. And I was thinking about, you know, with a, an analogy came into my head, which is like being physically fit, right? if your only definition of being physically fit is being an Olympic athlete on mm. a spectrum, we've got Olympic athlete mm. and we've got couch potato, never do any exercise. And we've got everything in between. If your only de- uh, definition is a li- Olympic athlete. Mm. That's such a narrow de- definition. And uh, that kind of reminds me of, you know, the Rain Man, the, yeah. if, if you put that, version of of what being autistic is mm. it's a tiny percentage isn't it really yes. of a yes. much wider spectrum basically
1: absolutely there are autistic people that absolutely would really bear a good resemblance to dustin hoffman and rayman mm. there's, there's a huge amount that wouldn't at all and so yeah a lot of people have kind of missed the step of just understanding what autism is yeah. Because in my mind and from my experience, there's two really important questions that whether you're in education, you're a parent, or just a member of society is one really getting clear on what autism is. So the definition that I use with regards to autism is that it's a lifelong developmental disability. So it is classed as a disability. There's nothing to be ashamed of from that point of view. And a lot of the autistic community don't want people to, you know, when it's kind of like, it's not a disability, it's a different ability. Don't call it a disability. Hmm. A lot of autistic adults that I work with and in, the, in those um, sectors say, we don't want to we don't want to like stigmatize the word disability it can be very disabling in certain ways and that's okay Hmm. we have a lot of skills and and different attributes and different things that we can bring to the table absolutely there's a lot of abilities that come with it Hmm. but actually to say it's not a disability kind of then over covers up or tries to limit how they are experiencing everyday life. And in some situations it is disabling and it is really
0: challenging. And that shouldn't be taken away from them either. Yeah. I mean um, I can understand both kind of points, you know, because uh, yeah, it is, you know, it is challenging, right? Yeah. It is yeah. um it is really challenging. And I can understand people not wanting to feel um, well, disabled, right? Yes. Feel, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think when, when it's always a kind of like, look at it as a superpower. Mm. Sometimes autistic people are like, well, I don't feel like I have a superpower. So now I feel like I'm failing in that way. Exactly. Well. There's really- that
0: pressure, isn't there? There's that pressure oh, yeah. that, you yeah. know, if I'm not some kind of savant, then I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. failing at <laughs> being autistic, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so autism in a nutshell is, is a developmental disability that affects the way a person communicates and socialises and navigates day to day life. So that is fundamentally what autism is. Mm-hmm. So, and because a lot of the times when I sort of ask parents or educators, like, what is autism? You get a bit of a tumbleweed. There's that kind of like, oh, well, it's um, you know, trying to articulate it and put it into words. And then the second question, and sometimes what's the most important question is what does autism mean for that person?
0: Mm because that's it's very where the individual is. isn't
1: it it's, it's extremely individual you know um no two autistic people are the same like no two neurotypical people are exactly the same because we're, we're, we're talking about human beings here who and we're extremely complex things you know Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the issue comes from. and I do find, and that myself included when I was on the journey of understanding autism when my daughter was first identified as potentially being autistic, is I kind of missed the what is autism because even 10 years now it's been since she's been diagnosed all of the professionals that I've seen, all of the assessments, um, everything like that, and then subsequently for her brother as well, no one has actually explained to me what autism is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm not the only parent that has experienced that. And there's no aftercare or no ongoing support after diagnosis either.
0: Well, well, that's the thing that interested me as well, because mm-hmm. you know, having more awareness for, for me over the last year or two I know that the work that I do supports humans Mm. basically. And I know it's very supportive for parents who have um, neurodivergent children, Mm. ADHD, autism, uh, different things going on, because the foundation of it is accepting your child the way they are Mm. and supporting them and communicating with them and supporting them um and parenting them from that place Mm. so instead of trying to change their behavior you're sup you're supporting them and their their behavior changes because they're getting their needs met they're getting the support that they need right yeah um but of course i'm not a specialist Mm. in 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 those areas Mm. So although I've worked with people and I have the evidence of working with people and that it helps and that it works. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not a specialist in this area Mm -hmm. and the work that I do helps, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm very aware with being around, um, uh, you know, doctors and psychologists and things who are diagnosing Mm -hmm. that that's kind of often where it ends you know there's 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 a diagnosis but then there isn't any support afterwards so you know people like yourselves and you know the work that I do so it supports you know with with the the parenting parenting your child right and meeting them meeting their needs and what have you so I'm really interested to come into this identifying part that you've mentioned Mm -hmm because mm. obviously you've been through that process with two children.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Your your daughter and your son, haven't you? Yes. And as we record this in 2023, what age are they at the moment?
1: So Olivia's 13 um, and Adam is
0: 10. He'll be 11 next month. Brand. Okay. So I had a, I, because I knew I was going to be recording this, I asked a question in my, in my parenting group. Yeah. And uh, somebody had said um they wanted to ask a question about what ways of identifying mild autism is how, how they put it and um what you have to do so they obviously are wondering about their child and yeah. um you know having us having had this conversation about you know the that it is a, a spectrum <laughs> yeah. um this this sense of you know if your child doesn't fit into that rain man kind of yeah vision of what autism is then how do you you know what is helpful to do so it might be useful to talk about the process that you went through really for with yeah
1: Yeah. uh, with both yeah both the children so when um olivia she just started um, primary school in mainstream she was in reception um so she was four years old and we had a parents evening about eight weeks after they'd started in the september so it was about sort of october time and we went in completely without expectation really as far as we were concerned that she had settled in quite well transitioning from nursery or preschool into reception and it completely blindsided us because it was her pri- her reception teacher was saying about you know she's a delightful little girl she's very happy she's doing x y and z um, but she'd noticed some traits mm-hmm. and she wanted to refer her okay. and that was the first time we'd ever kind of thought that she could potentially be autistic mm-hmm. um and i think primarily for her because she presented in a very female autistic presentation so again it was going to, going kind of back to those sort of preconceived ideas of what mm. autism was for us at that time was very stereotypical and she didn't fit into those so with olivia for example and, and the sort of the more female autistic presentation in general it's The the sort of the daydreaming, the um, the people pleasing, the not saying all the right things, doing all the right things, but not having that level of understanding, um, struggling with attention, um, finding picking up things in class, like with her like the stage starting to do phonics and all of that sort of stuff, really not engaging with it, not understanding it. Um, going off into we used to we used to joke sort of between us and say, oh, sort of Livy's in Livyland. She used to sort of flutter around and be very girly and, and everything like that. So the, the teacher obviously picked up on certain traits. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when she was when the new things were coming into the class throughout the day, she was just noticing that she was struggling with those sort of transitions and changes and it was causing some sort of like um anxiety. Um but the issue that we had with Olivia being a girl is that back then, and probably still a bit now, although they are getting better the NHS assessment criteria was extremely heavily guided and influenced by the male presentation. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that really kind of demonstrated in the fact that it took us four years to get Olivia diagnosed, not on wait. I mean, there were waiting lists throughout that time, but it wasn't, she was being assessed and we were going around in a bit of a circle with her because she wasn't ticking the boxes on their, their one size fits all ticking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas my son, it took nine months. Mm -hmm. So there was a huge um, sort of disparity um, with that. So, yeah, and then as soon as she got assessed in the classroom, that was the turning point. When she was being assessed in the clinic, in the hospital, she, as a lot of autistic girls are, um, they mask.
0: Yeah. And so this this is interesting you saying about, um, you know, getting... um, diagnosed in the in the class do you say the classroom or the hospital yeah, yeah in the she
1: classroom actually got diag. they actually confirmed in their mind that she was autistic when they eventually went and um assessed her in the school setting
0: and so that's really interesting because I know you know we'll, we'll talk more about masking and I think I let's maybe do that in more depth in um in uh and an, another episode right um so we'll go more into masking with with that but if yeah if they're not um maybe I'll hold this question because you know if if they're not if it's at home that they're showing all of this and not in school mm-hmm. then that's really tricky isn't it
1: yeah it is it's really tricky and I think the fact is is that with autistic girls is that they have this inbuilt desire and need to be liked and to be accepted Uh and to be embraced Mm -hmm. autistic boys do have that as well some boys it's not just girls but it's predominantly you see that more in autistic girls um and so it's this kind of protection it's it's a really great tool that they have to protect themselves and they put it in place but it's often to their detriment. In yeah. A lot of well, ways. it doesn't help
0: diagnosis, does it? It
1: doesn't help them to be not- noticed and to yeah. be assessed and diagnosed quickly.
0: Yeah. And also,
1: what happens is, is we often find is that when autistic girls get to especially secondary school or into adulthood, and if they haven't been identified and properly supported, the wheels start to come off because they have a buildup of years of masking.
0: Yeah. And they
1: get to a point where they don't even know who they are anymore. Yeah. They yes. have forever been somebody else. I mean, my daughter masks to such an extent. Honestly, she would get an Oscar for it. I mean, if she's like we went, I host a glamping break every year for autistic families. And mm-hmm. on one of the first breaks that we did, my daughter made friends with a lovely little girl who was from Birmingham. Now we're from the south, so there was a very like difference in our um, accents. Yeah. So she spent time with this girl. They got on really, really well just to show about the masking and how she will absorb it and kind of take on the persona of other people she spoke spoken a Birmingham accent for three mm-hmm. days when we got home
0: mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. she kind of morphs into who she is with um to fit in
0: yes yeah you know
1: and so you kind of I think very much lose a sense of yourself it's this forever needing to put on this mask this armor and it's it's mentally and emotionally exhausting and like I, you were just thinking, you I mean it's, look, it's um, sorry it's
0: it's interesting you know this 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 with girls because um you know I've I've met quite a few people and it, and it's like and it is I know it's the thing of you know obviously your business waking up to autism and um suddenly feeling like this is all these people I kind of feel a bit like my eyes are more open so I'm meeting all these people right who uh yeah. have been diagnosed in adulthood and um and and that that um burnout
1: yeah
0: that often it's come after apps or them getting diagnosed has come after absolute burnout of masking for their whole lives or or they've experienced a a trauma that's that's then um, uh, really stressed their system actually because well my understanding is obviously if you're if you're working so hard masking all the time when you have something else major come up like a trauma. Mm-hmm. then it's it's very hard to continue doing that right because
1: yeah, yeah totally it must come up
0: totally you know?
1: and, it, and it's a really really serious and um you know prominent issue that we have at the moment in society with autistic women you know a lot of adult women have potentially been misdiagnosed their whole life as being severely mm-hmm. like, severe anxiety um or depression like yeah love. Depression, yeah, bipolar, bipolar okay. um, borderline personality disorder, because they're like presenting as two very different people, whereas it's one's the mask, one's where the mask, has, they've had periods of time when they've had severe burnout. and Yes. Shutdown. And it's like, oh, they're bipolar or they've got borderline. And I'm not saying that they haven't. What I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of autistic women that have been misdiagnosed yes. when actually they're autistic who have been masking for their whole entire lives and they've now collapsed. Yeah periods of where they've had huge major burnout or shutdown um you know and statistics really do resonate as well and showcase the the severity of it you know sort of yeah uh, the mental health impact that that can have
0: yeah that's huge isn't it Um, Mm and So, you know, to kind of wrap up because i I do hmm. want to separate this out, although I find it really hard because it's so natural to go into other topics, isn't it, or other mm-hmm. areas um is what what do you feel is vital for people to know about the female presentation um with their girls and and women as adults as well um, I think.
1: Is to be really aware about the level of anxiety that autistic girls feel from masking. Mm. You will often see in autistic girls that they are the picture perfect people in school.
0: Yes,
1: they are the people pleasers. They want to be accepted. They want to do good. Mm. They love that praise. They're very perfectionist. You know, my daughter, she like got a tiny little bit of coloring out of the line. That was it it was awful it's gone and and very um, hard on herself with regards to that and what we often find is the coke bottle analogy really plays itself in the girls so they keep it all all contained throughout the day although they're being shaken left right and center because they've been triggered or sensory or changes and transitions and the, the pressure to be perfect and keep the mask on and not quite understanding what the hell's going on but don't for god's sake tell anybody that i don't know what's going on
0: mm-hmm. and get
1: home no maybe they don't even reach home maybe it's in the playground or on the walk home and they're with their safe person and that coat bottle lid flies off and Mm -hmm. everything comes out and that's where the meltdowns come out so I think if you know especially for parents who are experiencing that Mm. it's um it's that connection with school and sometimes unfortunately schools can be a little bit well they're fine at school it must be a home issue yeah yeah yeah
0: and it doesn't Um, help I mean my my husband the other day I mean this is not autism a politician said about ADHD recently that it that it's um be- it's caused because of bad parenting. <laughs> I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's that's un- so unhelpful. Yes, and <laughs> like- completely and utterly wrong and wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. So if anybody's heard right. that, it's wrong and it's, it's unhelpful. It is completely
1: wrong, completely unhelpful, um and really doesn't help because the the main thing that. I find with the work that I do with supporting parents is supporting parents mental health is extremely isolating a lot of the time when you're trying to navigate the system which frankly is broken for various reasons that we know and, and you know and that's all a very different subject and a different conversation, but on a day to day basis. Um, having really sort of not a lot of help or input from from schools sometimes. Some schools are brilliant and I've come across them. It can be done. It's just again, it's it's, it's that level of awareness and understanding. And when we are trying to navigate a system whereby our educators don't legally have to have send training, mm-hmm. that's where one that's that's the main main issue that we're facing for them as well as for our children. Yeah, because they don't actually know necessarily how best to approach and how best to support, and the output of our children in their behaviour and how they're showing up is a direct result of the input. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I've got two autistic children. Their inputs are different.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We yeah. are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's just taking the time to identify what they need, giving them what they need, and then that output flows
0: absolutely well we'll we'll talk about school Mm -hmm. in um in another episode so we'll cover that Mm -hmm. we'll come on to that so we'll finish this one up here and you know keep it really centered around what is autism and that female presentation um and I'll see you very Mm -hmm. soon for um Uh, our next episode so we're going to talk about school and we'll look at that male presentation as well in a bit more depth as well and if anybody's watching and you want to understand a bit more about this uh coke bottle effect that that Claire's mentioned as well I've I've done a video about that I've done it um in my conscious parenting live so you can check that out over there as well to just gain a bit more understanding um So tune in for another episode soon.